See, I was curious. You found out you had, like, three, I'll put five lives. You have five lives, you die five times, and, and, and like, then you're dead for good. Would that change anything you guys would do? Like, I'd at prob- all? I'd probably be more anxious and have more existential dread, but mostly the same. You'd be more anxious? Uh-huh. Because then I'd be like, I could die at any moment. But you have five lives. I mean, that that's already true, Ray. You could die at any moment, but, like, with five lives... I can die? You could die, you could die five times at any moment. I think I'd I think I'd drive a motorcycle instead of a car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, five lives. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I would. Um, I think I'd do parkour. I'm not gonna lie. I think I would do parkour. I think I would actually like go to more amusement parks. You're not gonna die at an amusement park, right? I, but um, okay, all right. You just challenged fate, Joe. I challenge my Look at you. <laughs> Prove me wrong now. <laughs> you are incalculably more likely to die on the way to or from an amusement park than you are to die there. I mean, no. Like, okay. two people have died at Cedar Point, and both of them are because they were fucking around behind the, fen- uh, behind the fences. And, like, they were being chuds, you can say it. What are What is a chud? Uh, it's one of the bosses from The Binding of Isaac. I'm going to just give it a quick Google search. Quick Google. Chud, C-H-U-D, is a 1984 American science fiction horror film. (laughs) 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 I somehow, I I, I feel much more confused. Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. It's a video game podcast. No no one can say it's not one of those. Uh, and it's hosted by your three best friends. I'm your best friend, Joseph Langlois. Um, wow. What? Yeah. I'm your best friend, Cleveland Jenkins of the Jenkinsons. I don't know why I was named Jenkins, but you, you get it. Okay, right? And I'm Ray Hiroso. And I'm Fane, the Skeleton Man. <laughs> and one of us is not your best friend. Can you guess who? It's it's me. <laughs> What's a Rosso? Is that is that how you pronounce your last That's name? That's how you actually pronounce it. I've been leaning into that. Why wouldn't you tell I me? I did. I've told you before in the past. There is it's just no everyone way you forgets. told me that. In the past, and this is fair, and Back I'm not accusing past. you of anything here, but uh, in the me? past, it's been, yeah, it's been, yeah. Uh, uh, but you can say Jeroso, it's fine, it's fine, Jeroso's fine, which I get where that comes from, and it sucks. Mm-hmm, and I'm trying to get over that. Yeah. My name's actually Terrence, you guys. I got a confession. Who? Who? The, where's, where's Cleaver? I miss Cleveland. Cleaver <laughs> Jenkies. Cleveland. <laughs> I miss Cleaver Jenkins. Oh, he's not here. Anyway, um, Fane, can you tell us what's new in video games this week? Yes. I'm I not will. here. I was... Fane, what happened to your voice? You see, bones, depending on the wind that blows, can change the pitch. 
It, it'll chill you to your very bones, which is very easy if you don't have any flesh. But do you have the coin? But do you have the coin? Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello, Joe. I'm sorry for the inscrutable energy that I brought here today. Can we talk about video game news? I suppose okay. so. I mean, fine, if you insist. Fine. <laughs> Can I start? Can I start? Yeah, of course. I want to push us forward into our future so we can grab it with our hand. Um, I want to talk about the announcement of Subnautica zero point sub zero sub zero zero below zero under yeah. below zero zero, zero. less it's than cold. zero. It's cold over there. <laughs> <laughs> Subnautica is sub cold over there. Zero. It's Nautica. Sub zero Nautica below. <laughs> Subnautica below zero. Um, I ran across this on my Twitter outline. I do want to do a, a name shout out for Brittany Morris, who is doing the writing on it. Uh, mm. is one of the writers on it, and I'm very excited for this game that Joe will play, and I will not watch yeah, him play because I will play there's it. definitely going to be a Kezu from Monster Hunter in it. Uh, it's going to scare the the bones off of me it's gonna chill you to the bone it's gonna chill so, me to the bone for people who don't know uh Ke the kezu in monster hunter is a wiggly demon it's a wiggly <laughs> it, it has a long neck no eyes it, no at the end no of its head. neck it's a mouth and on the other side of its body it has a tail that looks suspiciously like its head but mm -hmm. the tail is tinier and it has wings and it doesn't have any hair so it's just like uh, a, uh, a skin noodle with wings and giant legs. I hate that you're so accurate with your words. Skin noodles, pretty it's rough. Skin, skin noodles. noodles, for sure. Um, so Subnautica <laughs> Below Zero is a game in the Subnautica franchise that's coming out. Uh, Subnautica was a game we covered a while back that scared the living daylights out of me. Mm -hmm. uh, because it has scary water creatures. But I'm sure we're all very excited to see the release of this game. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's not a game that I thought would ever get a sequel. And I I'm know, right? I'm really excited that it is. What do you think it's gonna... Like, what do you think... So, like, uh, is, Do you think there's gonna be a cold mechanic? I think, think it's gonna be somewhere very tropical and warm. Um, and have nothing to do with ice at all. Okay, Heat Miser. Um, listen. <laughs> you... You, I, you you hooked me too. Like I was like, huh, I wonder what maybe. Yeah, yeah, Terrence, you're just an idiot. <laughs> was, yeah, it'll probably have me. coldness as a mechanic, and you have to get like thermal rocks to give yourself. Uh, I don't know heat packs. You know those little things you can crunch up the rocks inside of, and then they get warm, and you put them in your gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, funny how we that. explained that, but we never explained what Subnautica is. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You just said it was a game that scared you. I kept trying to explain it, and then it's like getting distracted. <laughs> Terrence, yeah, please tell us what is Subnautica. Yeah. Subnautica is a so uh, a story driven what solo exploration game of a of a distant planet that mm -hmm. is completely consumed by water. So you are um, just trying to exist on this on this planet that's only water. And Subnautica Below Zero, what it looks like is that they're they're taking that idea and it's going to be all about cold. That's, it's on the that's, ice planet. That's my ice planet. Mm hmm I hope it's all ice planet. Also we uh, had an episode about it, so if you guys want to listen to that old, old, old episode, feel free. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's alright. 
I don't know that we'll be covering Subnautica Below Zero, but I'm definitely very excited to play it eventually. I would like to see you stream it. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's very on brand for us to cover this because it's a very, uh, even though we only talk about it very rarely, it's a very formative game yeah. for GNH. I, I don't think we've ever discussed a sequel to a game that we've uh, discussed. Have we yet? Um, I don't think we have. No, I don't. Have we franchised? We Animal Crossing? <laughs> Pocket, Pocket Camp, Camp does not hurt at all. That's like saying Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. let me. I think you're right, Terrence. But let me look at our game list because I am curious, or our episode list because I am curious to know the answer to this. And I, I know eagle-eyed listeners will um know the answer for sure. But let's uh, you th- uh, eagle ear, right? You, you can't you can't hear with your eyes. <laughs> I mean, oh, I I'm sorry, doctor. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow! Whoa, alright. I don't think we've covered franchise oh, games. Super Mario Maker 2, we never talked about the first one. No. Yeah! Oh! Does Fire Emblem Three Houses count for Fire Emblem Warriors? Oh! It's not fuck. a sequel, but it's in the same Fire franchise. Emblem Warriors was like our. Third Fifth episode. episode, third. Oh my oh. gosh, that was so long ago. Uh, I don't yeah, think I, it. I don't think that counts because Warriors is an offshoot. We haven't done it. We haven't done a sequel. But there's a bunch of sequels coming out to because Pokemon Snap Two. It's coming out. New Pokemon Snap. Uh, Below Zero is coming out. Overwatch Two is going to come out at some point, and we will talk about I'm it. I'm glad that you did ha- have to clarify that Pokemon Snap to it is actually called New Pokemon Snap because that's the title you call it, but it's I not what it's called. <laughs> because Nintendo should pay me to use that title because it's good. Nintendo pay me. They don't pay Doug you. Bowser, Mr. Bowser, <laughs> pay me. Can I tell you guys about something else in video game news that Absolutely. none of us are happy about? Yeah, you, Joe. No one said that. No one. Yeah, it was, I mean, we just had a negative. About it. You're not wrong. We had a negative no air that. in the room. That I, was all. None of us are happy about this news. It's, I, I want to be clear. The Sims is esports now, and that's that. This is. I'm I'm ripping this directly from a Polygon article, which I will link in the show notes. But The Sims is now going to have a com- a competition based TV show on TBS. We're gonna become a team. Uh, no, no, I refuse. No. I've never played <laughs> The Sims. I decline. I mean, I'm just baffled by the the words you just said. Is the thing I The Sims is now esports. I've tried reading this article a couple of times to like understand it, and I I can't. Like it's it's unknowable to me. So I don't understand. Like. I feel like if I try to watch an episode, I'll just get mad. Yeah. I want to be clear. I've got nothing against The Sims. I think yeah, it's no. a great game and a lot of people love it for, you know, very real reasons. But it's not something that I I have any interest in. And the fact that it's a, like, it's a, a sim <laughs> and they've, they've made it competitive somehow. Honestly, kind of kind of hurts how? a little bit because, like, well, it has to do with creativity. Like... Uh, and making unique characters and stuff like that, but like I don't know. I don't want to quantify creativity. Yeah, like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Sims is more of a 
I don't really know what the aim is. It's you're playing you're playing as though you're playing a human in real life, following the real life laws and rules. Like getting a job, such as if you get into things. a pool without a ladder, you will drown and die. <laughs> and also, if you get under the covers with a mate that you have ex- you have you know experience interest in, uh, uh, it looks like you're wrestling, and then you uh-huh. guys are exhausted after that. Is that not uh, is that not what it looks like for you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer. I don't know. That. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying to steer away from that, Joe. <laughs> you ruined it. Now people know that we we wrestle under covers people, with our people partners. Know we, people know we wrestle under covers. <laughs> I uh, regardless, just, I just have no idea what turning it into a competition looks like at all. Well, here I'll tell you how the okay. winning competitors will receive one hundred thousand dollars. That is not telling me how. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> It could be the best competitive esports experience ever. I just highly all we doubt know. it. I highly doubt it. Yeah. But it has po- the potential. Yeah, I mean, it's got a market, right? Like that's its how potential they, isn't zero. We is are the market. We are the market. We're all going to be Sims fans, and you guys will hear us play it competitively. Are Sims fans called like simulants or like? I think um, they're just called humans most of the time. Okay. They're, they're I think they are called Sims. Oh no, that's it's, really confusing. It's Sims, which is Sim in video games means simulation, and the, also their money I do know is called Simoleons, which is fun because it's like Simoleons. Is it spelled yeah. differently? I don't think so. Huh? Well, how do you know it's Simoleons and not? Well, I just know it starts with Sim. Like it's fun. It's it's just funny. I, maybe it is pronounced Simoleons. I always pronounce it Simoleons because that's how the word. This is sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is anyway, esports now, and none of us are equipped to talk about that. So I think we should move on. I think that's the point here is that no one is equipped to talk about The Sims becoming esports. Let's move on. No, I don't think that's true. I think just because we're not doesn't mean no one is. I just oh, think yeah. that this is not the, the Somebody, resource somebody's to go to. not going nuts about that. Let me tell we're you, bringing I it to your attention, and that's it. That. <laughs> there is no way that they're turning Sims into an esport competition, and nobody's super excited about it. Yeah. I want to meet the person who is. They need to talk to me. I want to. Yeah. I want to hear where the excitement comes from. Yeah. But there is a, 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 another crazy thing that's happening lately, guys. <laughs> a game called Necro Barista exists. <laughs> what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that it actually exists. It's um, it's visual. It's a visual novel, and these type uh-huh. of video games are pretty much just like um, you're going through a story, and you're uh, pretty much just listening to what, how the characters interact with each other and watching that unravel. Um, it's about a cafe where dead, where the dead are granted one last night to mingle with the living, and I guess it features a cast of. Uh, diverse characters with each own backgrounds and reasons for being a part of the barista and (laughs) for what it sounds like to me is a dating simulation Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it feels like and that this was suggested or or kind of just brought to our attention in the gnh fan chat uh in, in the literal eight fan discord and um I, I was like, oh, cool, a graphic novel. I kind of want to play something on my phone. Like, this is perfect. And then I saw that it's on the Apple Arcade, which was a subscription service to premium Apple games that I didn't know existed, yes. which I'm not interested in starting. <laughs> but <laughs> it seems like a really cool game, and I would love to somehow play it someday. Would it change your mind if um, 
the Steven Universe game is also on the Apple Arcade. No. Okay, yeah, I'm, so I was just increasing the potential <laughs> for you to subscribe to them. I'm not telling you to. So you're a salesman for Apple. Yeah. Hello, my name is Salesman McPitchypants, and I'm here to tell you to get Apple Arcade. Steven Universe is on it, and also Necrobarista. Pitchy pants? Pitchy pants is something I'm going to take issue with. Uh, <laughs> like to... uh, <laughs> well, it's not my real name. Bye-bye. Bye. It's not my real name, so bye. I love that. I love that disengagement uh, tactic. But I want to get out of the conversation. <laughs> like, well, dance is my real name, so bye. <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. Pro tip, if you need to disengage from a conversation, just yell out, that's not my real name, and run away. I know I'm in the way, but you really have to pay. Oh, my gosh. Bye. Why, why, why is he so enthusiastic now? I thought he was, like, old and, like... <laughs> this is a different guy. This is pitchy pants. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you knew this, but the like the arcane salesman from Days Gone By has evolved into <laughs> salesman McPitchy pants from I don't know, I guess forty years ago. From uh, Gaming Jesus. New Horizons, this one yeah. from Joe. <laughs> well, that is our gaming news, people. Yeah, yeah I hope it's uh, editable. Um, <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. I have a while. I've been working six days straight, and it's it's wearing on me. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about Sin? Sin? Yeah, I want to talk about Sin. I want to talk the, from, about the original Sin, though. From Final Fantasy X. <laughs> no. <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2 Electric Boogaloo. Dancing in the Streets. There it is. Dancing in the Streets. Obviously, that is it. I was waiting for the first part of that. Electric Boogaloo. And now I know it. It's Divinity Original Sin 2. 2. Divinity Original Sin 2 is the game that we played. Mm-hmm. And Boogaloo is supposed to run with 2, which is why, you know. I, I had to look up the game in order to make sure I had the name in the right order because the way that the like the title looks, the graphic of the title, everything's just kind of stacked up on each other. Mm-hmm. It's just like Sin Original <laughs> Divinity Dose. <laughs> and you're not really sure what the first word. I love it. What's, uh, I guess, let's, yeah, let's get into it. What's original divinity to sin? It's magic. Magic was the original sin. Uh-huh. And you're um, born with it? Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Continue. What Sorry. is this fucking game, please? I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Uh, divinity Original is- Sin 2 is a top down RPG. RPG. Where your friends can join you sometimes. Set in fantasy times, uh, and it's it's a very D and D esque setting and game mechanic type thing. <laughs> playing it reminded me a lot of playing Disco Elysium yep, mechanically for sure. Um, you go around and you talk to people and you have options in your conversations, but then there's also a fairly robust uh, battle system. Um, that is reminiscent of something like Baldur's Gate or any of any of the other many many like D and D type video games that exist. But what was that alien game that we played where you had like you, you had a bar of, of actions you could take and moving took up a certain Phoenix bar. Point. Phoenix Point. It, Phoenix it, Point. I think it plays remarkably similar to that. Yeah, um, I got that feeling too. It's very XCOM esque in that regard. Yeah, uh, 
it's not there's not like a locked grid that you're in on but you do have a certain amount of action points a pool of action points per turn and different actions that you can take and the story is about uh there are basically people in the world that are born with source energy which is a specific type of magic that when used uh like attracts void woken which are demons and so the magisters or the divine order has rounded up all of the people that have this source and put on put collars on them to prevent them from using source energy to prevent the demons from coming um and is also rounding them up and taking them to a prison camp on an island called Fort Joy um and so like the prologue of the game is you're on a prison ship and then one of the wicked people with source energy escapes and attracts a giant kraken which attacks the ship and you're able to escape with a few other uh heroic characters and and then you end up on the island of fort joy and that's about as far as i got to with four hours of play in the mode that i played which i'm not sure is the same for everyone because there's like four different story modes that might be different and also there's possibly a like sandbox mode where you can create your own campaign there's possibly uh, a lot which, of modes. <clears throat> that's a yeah. lot the names are vague and you definitely have to like click them to see like what yeah. the yeah. fuck they're talking about and when tooltips come up half of the time they just disappear on their own and then sometimes it'll be like you can read the tutorials in the tutorial log and i'm like where the fuck is the tutorial log definity to original on sin? the back of the box Joe. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> honestly like I want a rule book. Like, I, I remember, like, it reminds me, all of the mechanics stack up on each other in such a way that reminds me of playing D&D. And I spent a lot of time with that fifth edition rule book and, like, learning it inside and out. Um, but that's not an option with this game. They just kind of throw it all at you at the same time. And they're like, go, go at it. Have fun. I know you don't understand half of the shit. More or more than half of the shit that you're looking at, but just go. I think the problem with that is just the order that they do it in. I feel like they yes. can give us the same information, mm-hmm. do it efficiently, but give us it in the right order, <laughs> and it would just be like, oh, okay, this makes sense, because they kind of just give it to you whenever you activate the thing that you might, when whenever it is there, and that when might necessarily not be the reason, the order, because I learned about going downstairs and finding a weapon but i found out i had a weapon in my pocket the whole time so it was like why didn't they bring up the weapon you can use this weapon box when i picked up a weapon for the first time instead of telling me to go Mm -hmm. back downstairs and find a weapon before i go up there because i didn't know i had a weapon but the game is super jam-packed it's obviously been through a lot of work uh, so much so that when you open up the game, they ask you if you want to play it the original way, which I have no idea what that is. I don't even yeah. know what... Uh-huh. I, I have no idea how it, that would affect the game, and I don't have any interest in playing it that way because I haven't played it like that. But besides all all of the things that we led with that are bad, it is... You can, you can feel the amount of work they put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you open up the game and you... <laughs> find the the version the way and version that you'd like to play um which i chose story they gave us a pretty in-depth um background about the characters did you guys listen to those listen to them yes i didn't if you click so when you are in character creation mode they show you options 
of of characters that you can be, including five presets, and they have their own original. They have their own background stories, and you can click listen to the background story, which is a short mm-hmm. animation where the character is explaining themselves to you, and it is mm-hmm. very well done, very well voice acted, very well animated, except for a few characters, and it, and it gives you a kind of interest in some of these people. I would like to know how important it is, but um, if you create a character that you want with your own options and your own background story, you might not get that cinematic and it and the background story isn't as and intertwined in the story. Which obviously I mean it makes sense. If they have mm-hmm. characters that they want you to use, they're obviously gonna gear their story around it. They can't gear it around the character that you might create, you know? But mm-hmm. um it, it features different races and different classes. Uh it just the largest amount of skills to choose from, the largest amount of talents to choose from it, there are just so many options, but I will say this: in character creation mode, they don't punish you for not taking the time to look at all the options or look at all the skills yeah. that you might have mm. to do. There is a there is a way to just get to the game after choosing your aesthetics and and be okay with that. I feel like that is one thing I do want to cut back on my original criticisms because the game and I'll get more into this, but I do feel that it's very bloated in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really punish you for being like, okay, I'm done engaging with this. I Mm -hmm. just want to play the game now. I'm I'm done reading these things. I'm done doing this. Like, I just want to play. And as soon as you can figure out how to do that basic action of playing, like you can do that pretty freely. Yeah. And it's weird though, because I'm used to playing a game and wanting to know everything about it. And they give you the option to learn everything about every person that you talk to, but there's always a way out. You can always just be like, "I'm done talking to you," and leave. Mm-hmm. So that there, mm-hmm. there's that cool too. Ray, what what are your kind of opening thoughts on Divinity: Original Sin two? I spent about two to three hours on a boat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with the boat. <laughs> And then the boat's gone. And then the boat's gone, and then I'm like, "Ooh, there's a lot to do, huh?" <laughs> I. The tutorial was interesting for me because Terrence mentioned how the mechanics only pop up one. Uh, the tutorial for the mechanics only pop up once you uh, engage with that mechanic, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, it it took me out of the game right because it kept telling me this is how you open a door. That's not what it said, but like. Yeah, uh, you you can talk to people and and learn how to, to interact with them. It, yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I can figure this out, or you can just like tell me before I do it mm-hmm. instead of when I click on them. That's when you tell me how to do it. Yeah. It's, but regardless of my gripes about the tutorial, I think the art style is very very beautiful. The voice acting is very well done. Do like the, the soundtrack and the am- ambient music is fantastic. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. the soundtrack It does it. take me into this world, yeah. and I, I am intrigued by the yeah. characters that are presented to me. I'm, I like every single of one of the characters that the main mm-hmm. characters that the you heroes, interact yeah, with that I realized yeah. are like the poster children, except the Red Prince. The Red Prince. I kind of like he's the Red great. Prince. He's so great. I kind of like the he, Red Prince. He's, he's good. He's good. So, oh, oh, everyone needs to know that I did play a blue lizard friend that is a, a en- enchanter. Okay, yeah. 
Okay. Well, the, the, okay, is, so then we'll get to that next. What What are the characters that you guys created? So you played a lizard person, which is your mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. And uh, you chose your class to be the enchanter. Which, can you tell us about the enchanter? Yeah, so the enchanter was one of the magic-based uh, classes, and it's uh, kind of focused on the elements more than the others. Uh, that's the enchanter, right? With the lightning mm-hmm. and the hail. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's fun. It just felt the most uh, aligned to what I usually play in a tabletop. Black magic, elemental magic. Black magic, yeah. Um, but I was really intrigued by all of the classes, actually, and there's quite Same. a few of them. Yeah. They did a lot of work with that. Mm-hmm. Terrence, what did you play as? So my first character I played as an undead elf. So they let they warn you the second that you choose an undead character because... You apparently you are not liked by living creatures. And mm-hmm. another cool thing about being an undead person is at the beginning, you talk to a dead skull that's on the table, mm-hmm. which is not an option that's presented to people who aren't undead. Yeah. I'm assuming because he was yep. like, yeah, they aren't going to take a liking to you, blah, 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 blah. So basically, I'm just a skeleton elf who is, you know. Who has to disguise himself in order in order to not be attacked by all living creatures, which is super cool. That was the only way I could find a hard difficulty, which is why I chose it. Um, okay. But my class is cleric, so I'm an undead elf who is a cleric, and it's pretty fun because as an undead, you can make other creatures undead, which means they they get healed by poison yeah. and they get harmed by healing. But I'm a cleric, so I can decay touch them and then heal them to deal damage. So I thought that right. was a fun little uh, approach with that. But um, so far, I haven't noticed any major differences. I haven't used my play dead option, which I can just pretend to be dead. Obviously, if I'm a skeleton and laying on the ground, people will think I'm dead. But um, it, there's uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of things happen because I am having to hide myself. So that's cool. Right. What'd you choose? Um, so I didn't want to take the time to create a character, mm-hmm. which mm. I think is an interesting thing that this game does yeah. is that you can either create a character and insert them into the story. And during the tutorial, you meet all of the main characters of the cast, or you can just pick one of those characters and be them. And that's what I chose to do. And I chose to play as well. Well, when the game was uh, loading, I, there I wanna, was what I want to guess is okay i've kind of shown my hand already but go on <laughs> have you i missed it okay then continue yes go ahead and guess i think you played the elf girl no i didn't Ooh, um, really? when the game was loading with the uh the the title screen or whatever and it shows all the main characters i was like oh good god i really hope i can play as that skeleton bone man yeah and oh good god you can yes you can <laughs> did you hear yes, about you his can. did you hear about his origin because he explained his origin as well which is actually really awesome no so i didn't like i just picked him there was so much on the screen yeah, and i yeah, was I like yeah, i can't i don't have enough time to engage with everything um, I didn't even notice that that was an option. I just picked the character that I thought looked the coolest and I was like, play game. Um, I've only got four hours. <laughs> um, and Fane is a lot of fun. He's some kind of sorcerer, I think. I spent a lot of time dual wielding knives. 
Uh, he's an elemental, like, you can summon totems and you can summon... He's a summoner. He's, That's what he he's is. He's a summoner. Okay. Um, but he is undead, which meant that I was wearing a bucket for a hat. Because he starts off the game with this mask that you can use to change into different forms. You can change into a lizard or a dwarf or a human or an elf. Like, you can be any of them. Oh, really? And then, after, like, during the prologue, that mask gets stolen and you have to just cover your face with mm. with whatever you can find. So I was wearing a bucket for a head because I started collecting buckets as a joke. Um, and <laughs> okay. I just had one and it was the best helmet available to me. Um, and I, I kept doing this fun thing where I would, <laughs> I would do a quick save and I would talk to somebody and they would like pour their guts out to me and they'd be like, Oh, it's so nice to remember my family. They've been taken from me. It's, it's been so nice talking to you. You're so kind. And then I would take the bucket off and they would be like, Ah, a skeleton. Ah, the guard. Get the guard. <laughs> um, so I, I had a lot of fun with the game that way. Also, were either of you able to talk to animals? No, no Fane can talk to animals. I was wondering because there are animals following me around, and I want to talk to them. I like the squirrel yeah. with the little skeleton mount. Yeah, I, think that's really I want to know what's what's up with you, that. So you weren't able to talk to that squirrel? No, no it just follows me. Uh-uh. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, and I, and that's the type of thing it is. Okay, so I'll, I'll bring. I feel that like up. I played hard mode as well. Like I feel like with when I started, fans like you're undead. That means. You can't be killed by poison, or you can't be killed by death fog, and poison heals you, but regular healing doesn't. Also, everyone's afraid of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, I want to play the skeleton. Yeah. And it, it's really fun, like, that That it's it works differently, that, like, I, I carry around poison bottles instead of healing potions. I sell all my food, because I don't need it. Mm. So, fun. but, the and I want to get into that a little bit. So, when you're having conversations with... um people there are some options that are given to you based on your yeah uh, basically your origins so i decided that as a skeleton elf i was going to be a noble and because i'm undead uh certain options are presented during conversations based on my my personal relationship to that so like if somebody brings up the fact about something about the living I will have the normal options that is probably offered for everyone, and I'll also have an option that I can say because I'm undead. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with being a noble. Like, talking to the Red Prince, I was able to talk to him using lines that only a noble would because he is obviously a prince. Mm -hmm. And we actually hit it off really well. Um, and uh, the Red Prince is is super cool to me. Uh, I So uh, he's one of the original six storylines, and I'll just give you a little background about the Red Prince. The Red Prince is a lizard man with red skin, and he was renowned for his uh, martial arts, you know? Like, he, he was good at war. And he was loved by everybody, and he was in line to be the uh, emperor of his, like, or the king of his empire. And But he was caught cohorting with demons, because obviously he did not see an issue with obtaining more power. So then everybody hated him and did not want him to exist. Now he's going around the world trying to regain his his political standing somehow, and, and that's his thing. And he's very, very arrogant. Mm-hmm. And and he, he's cool. <laughs> I just I just like him a so lot. So you that's I mean fun. you like the Red Prince, and that's I like this game because I really like the idea of like who you're playing as 
limits or, or not limits, but like it gives you special options based the fact that I can talk to animals because I'm feigned. And I didn't know that until I talked to you guys about it. Um, mm-hmm. But there are certain things that are going to be locked out for me that are available to you, mm-hmm. such as yeah. I picked up a leg from a dead person as a joke. I saw somebody get murdered and I picked up their leg and I was like, guys, can I, can I have this? Is that okay? I was joking around. And then I picked up the leg and then I got this tool tip that said, when elves eat limbs, yep. they can remember yeah. memories of the dead person. I was able to eat it. Exactly. I was able to eat it. And then I got to understand that um, the lady that you go to Fort Joy with, she was definitely lying. Like her crime was real. It was she. Mm. She definitely committed the crime. It was nuts. Yeah. I was ah. like, oh, that's. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I but I'm a lizard, and so I had sympathy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I totally so, understand that. Mm, it's fun. Um, I so since we're talking about the main characters, I really like uh losa Mm, oh yeah um of course i would she does magic she's super chill also she might be possessed sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a thing it's fine she's fine i found her to be the most relaxed of the main cast which is super weird to me and i'm very intrigued to find out what's going on uh with her story but uh, so I made her one of my my companions for sure. So the interesting thing about her is that her story is the fact that for some reason her 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 body is a playground for sprites. Like magical mm-hmm. beings tend to like her and 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 aid her with magic, but also she's been attracting something demonic that has actually been trying to take over her brain. And since she's uh-huh. a bard and uses music to sing, and during one of her concerts, she convinced her audience to rip each other apart. And that's why ah. she got, you know, uh, that's, that's why she's trying to fix it because she doesn't want to mistakenly kill the people that she, mm. uh, yeah, I want to help her with that. Yeah. Sounds like a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk about the rest of the main characters since we're already here? But they, none, none of them matter though. Like, but I don't the dwarf. Care. Beast! Beast the dwarf okay, is Beast so is cool. cool. Do you want to know Beast what dwarf, cool. okay, his beard is awesome, okay? Just golden Beast pieces. Beast is super chill. And he's a sailor, and he's super chill. But yeah. his like, story like, is also, it's, it, it's boring. It's boring. That's I don't care fine. about his backstory. Sometimes. I care about who he is. is it, but do you care about the lone wolf? Because I did not give a damn about that no. guy at all. No. I didn't even help him out. Like, I was just like, no, I don't need you on my team. But, like, you're Which one was the lone wolf? The white dude. The, the the happy guy? No, like he's like e- Ikar. Or he just whatever. he he was being scolded by a guard who was oh his, that like, guy. That I guy. actually liked him a lot. His 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 story is even. Oh man, I wish you guys could listen to the story because everybody has been through shit. And he's just a lone wolf who has unfinished business. It's like okay, bye. Like why am I talking to you? I don't. Yeah. Everybody has unfinished business. Get out of here. Like I don't, I don't know. He was very very so, uh, boring to me compared to. Okay. Like the elf, like the eternal, like the eternal, uh, who is a species that doesn't exist anymore yeah. and woke up as a skeleton thousands of years later and can talk to animals for some reason and doesn't really know why they're awake. And that's why you're reading that book. Or the elf who is a slave and she got a carved marking in her face, which her master was able to control her with. 
but her master doesn't know that she somehow broke the spell, even though she has the curse on her face. So now she's going to trick him into thinking he can control her so that she can jab, jab, cut, cut. Mm-hmm. The elves are really scary. Yeah, they are. They're very yeah, lanky. They are. <sighs> yeah. Pretty horrifying, for sure. <laughs> so those are the main characters. Those are the main characters. And There's what a couple happens of those characters. You're all on a boat. Uh, on the way to, to jail, prison times. And then the boat, like Joe said, sinks. But you all manage to somehow make it to the, to prison. the fort. <laughs> you guys still and go to the prison even though the ship breaks. Well, everyone else gets on the lifeboat and you get like sent to the bottom of the ocean. I'm assuming this is the same for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was like, was, like cloaked figure. And then, yeah. and then you hear a voice saying, I've got more plans for you. And then yeah. you get sent up, spat up on the shore. Yeah. Now, I'm curious to know, and this is just get me going into the weeds, if if that happened to all the other main characters, because Losa said that happened to her. So, eh. anyway. But I think it might be time for us to, you know. Let's go. Let's go and indulge ourselves in a side quest. LunarLightStudio.com is a wonderful resource where you can find some wonderful podcasts, such as the one that you're listening to right now. Some more podcasts on the network include The Cryptid Keeper and Badvertising. The Cryptid Keeper. What common ground do an Appalachian folklorist and a horror-savvy scream queen have? Cryptids. Come laugh, learn, and get creeped out as best friends Alex and Addison take a lighthearted look at the weird, wild unknowns of the world. The Cryptid Keeper is released every Thursday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might find your podcasts. Stay safe out there. Badvertising is a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands, then create a product and viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in failure. Hosted by Penny Parker, Blue Lennox, and Haley Rose, and airing every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you get your podcasts. Badvertising. Your dissatisfaction guaranteed. Be sure to check out these shows and anything else that strikes your fancy here on Lunar Light Studio. <laughs> that was fun. Define fun. Uh, we were fishing under. I like how you don't remember that we were fishing. <laughs> you under. had you had to. Hey Ray, he said fishing. I said under. You. Where were we fishing under? The beach. What? Fishing under Wait, the beach, right. That's fub. That's not fun. That's that's fub. <laughs> I mean, it was a secret cave, right? Secret secret cove, secret cave, and there were some special eels in there. I was and trying to make an acronym, Ray. An acronym. He said oh. fun. Oh. He said fishing. I said under. You said beach. So we went on our side quest to fub, and now we are back <laughs> from the fub. Can I talk about some problems I have with this game, please? Yes, please. So, there's... Uh, and please tell me if this is too much to bear. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, criticism towards Wizards of the Coast in, in D&D right now for racist reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always had an issue with the racial bonuses in D&D. And those are also in this game. Mm-hmm. Um but they're also like abilities that make sense for the characters or mm-hmm. for the race. 
But then also there's like stat bonuses too, and that's the part that that kind of irks me a bit. I think some of them make sense and some of them don't. Like, exactly. So I'm I like, I think that like eh. Fane having specific things to deal with, or being an undead elf having specific things to deal with because you're a skeleton walking around, mm-hmm. like that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm a lizard boy and I can breathe fire. Yeah, makes sense. But elves like are slaves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or are, like, cast down by society, and also they eat limbs to see memories. Like, like an elf having special powers to to see memories of the dead, sure. Um, but, like, to, to I don't know, like, uh, legitimize the, the casting them down as some kind of subclass of... You know, making them below humans somehow is, like, very... No, thank you. It's analogous in a way that's not helpful at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can tell that this game is old based on a lot of their... Of the issues with it, right? The issues with, mm-hmm. like, how they handle things. It is definitely reminiscent of the games we grew up with. Like, 100%. Yeah. It fits it to yeah. a T. The, the opening cinematic screen is the white man in the front. Mm-hmm. The white mm-hmm. lady to the left, the mm-hmm. other race to the right, and then whoever the fuck in the background and it's like uh, you know, the, the non human esque races. Exactly. Yeah. They're just the other people. You know? it, and, it's, uh, it's very it's very telling that a lot of fantasy um media is based off of the rise of D and D, which has a lot of problems, but you can't really get away from that from that that origin, ha, mm-hmm. origin, that or, or origin of sin, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm getting away. No, from it. I mean, but I also want to bring up the fact that, like, because old games seem to tend to tend to follow that. Like, should I, I want to ask you guys? I'll ask you. Guys, I don't even care. Should we add that to a to our our critique of the game? What do you mean? Uh, the fact that those standards were so different in the past. And mm-hmm. obviously, it's a standard that they all share. Also, this game isn't that old. Yeah, like, I mean, the perhaps the source old. material that yeah. it, it was working with is old, mm-hmm. but like, like they've updated a lot of things. Yeah, like they, they, you know. Um, I'm sorry. Can you ask your question again? Um, do, is that a is that something that we should uh, use in our critiques of games that have come out in the past? Uh, the 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 lack of um, of diversity. And 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 highlighting of uh, you know, not not other peopling all the other non-human like entities. I I think so. Yeah, like, I, I think, think it's, it's worth a conversation. It's something that bothers me when mm-hmm. I'm playing it. And mm-hmm, I me too. as much as like the game tempts me into like turning off my brain and being like, this is some Lord of the Rings shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is just some fantasy stuff. Like I I can't get there. And I think it would bother me a lot more if I wasn't playing as fame because because his story is so like so removed from the world itself yeah yeah. like i don't have to engage with it directly but as soon as i started picking up party members and i have to deal with like the fact that the red prince is an imperialist and the fact Uh that like elves are slaves and the fact that right like all of these different races 
don't see eye to eye, but they can live together. And all the, like these, a lot of these people have prejudices and, uh, uh. and uh, some of them are, maybe they have some good ideas about having those prejudices. Like, I, I don't want that yeah, yeah. in that. It's not fun. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's gross. I'm just going to say it's gross and I don't yucky. like it. <laughs> and I've, I've been faced with that a lot. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Both recently and in the past, and in my real life, and I honestly, I kind of don't want it in my video games <laughs> right now. That is to say, uh, I think that this game does have some legs. Still, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, like the gameplay is the combat. I'm very much into the combat's pretty good. Yeah, I, I wish I understood it better, and I wish Me it was too. pared down a little bit. I, I say like. I think that this kind of game with all of its, uh, with all of its, I, I used the word bloated before, with all of the many, many moving pieces is something that used to be more appealing to me. I, I likened this to Baldur's Gate earlier and there's, there's a lot of similarities. Um, uh, this game is probably a little bit more complex than Baldur's Gate, but beyond that, one thing that struck me as, something that would fix a lot of the problems for me is that like when you get, when you start building your party and you can, you can walk around with multiple main characters at a time, you can also freely switch between them. Mm-hmm. And this, that was also a feature of uh, dragon age. And it was also overwhelming to me in that. Yeah. I feel like when you make your character decision at the beginning, like that's the story I want to play. And I don't want to, have the added layer of deciding who I'm playing as in any given moment. Like, like let me decide what their loadout is. Let me decide what items they have available to them and maybe what their attack pattern is. Sure. But don't give me full control over all of these different moving pieces. Um, because there's so many stats in the first place and I am one person like, mm-hmm. like when you're playing D and D or any tabletop game, I don't want to like keep shining a light on D and D, but when you're playing a tabletop game, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not like the DM against not even against, but the DM and then you, the player who plays five different characters, mm-hmm. you have a group of people yeah. and it's, yeah. it's wild to track like each of these different characters and their motivations and their abilities and their stats. And like, no, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's and too much. My, it's my too only counter argument to that is uh, the fact that so video games a lot. It, it's always been a battle for people creating video games, trying to find that balance of giving you the video game, giving you all the things that they want it to be. Because mm-hmm. there's a reason why they put all that into it without overwhelming you. I feel like that's yeah. a really hard balance to find. Yeah. And especially for RPGs that when they are trying to compete with other RPGs, they're always trying to figure out ways to make it more like more about what you want, I guess. Right? Like, yeah. Because when, when I think about it, I think of, okay, so I, I like to bring up Red Dead Redemption as, um, as an RPG that... Uh, has done a lot of things right and a remarkable amount of things right and they did a good job of not overwhelming you with everything but mm-hmm. it would also take the same amount of time in my opinion to understand all the the like ways that that game works as opposed to another game with the same amount of content i don't yes. mean exactly this i just mean like it, it, it regardless of how it's presented at first it's going to take the same amount of time to get it i think the the big difference is that 
Red Dead Redemption doesn't make you feel like you need to understand yeah. all the systems. They don't do a good job of prioritizing what is important to keep and learn. Right. I feel like with this game, I could spend like a two-hour session playing it, and that session be entirely filled up with reading and making decisions mm-hmm. about stats mm-hmm. and no actual gameplay well, whatsoever. Okay, I like this. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, um, Joe. Well, I, but I think this opens up the conversation to the intent of game developers. Yeah. And I, I, sorry, I, I wanted to finish off my thought by saying that, like, mm-hmm. when we talked about Disco Elysium, I said that that game is a masterpiece because it did exactly what it wanted to do, what it set out to do without making any concessions. Mm-hmm. And I feel similarly about this game. I feel yeah. like it's doing precisely what the creators are intending, but I. I, it's obviously not for me in some mm-hmm. respects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I really like Red Dead and this as our two comparisons because if you talk about it, it's very stark. For Red Dead, the intent that they have is for you to be immersed and enjoy the the the, the horse experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. horse around. Yeah, horse around. Become become boy of the cows. For uh, Divinity, it's to essentially you play a tabletop right but by yourself with a bunch of characters and you want to get overwhelmed with all the information and look into the lore and all the pieces and all the mechanisms right uh and whether or not that's for you is 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 your answer yeah. right mm-hmm. but i i agree that this game definitely succeeds in what it wants to do and that's be uh a tabletop that you can play be a full world perhaps a two full world it is too full. you know because having but... the option to pick up a cup or a broken bottle and also <laughs> yeah. having the option to um you know address a conversation in in it, 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 it there's there's so much moving pieces that it's really hard to decide yeah. why for some of this stuff and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to determine, like, the whys. It, it's hard to determine, like, why Why would I say this instead of this? What kind of outcome am I hoping to get by saying this instead of the other thing? You know what I mean? Right. When I walked into Fort Joy for the first time, which is, like, kind of, like, the first main hub, I guess, and I saw my minimap light up with all these yellow dots where all the NPCs were, mm-hmm. it's, like, I, I imagined playing a tabletop and my GM being, like, okay, so you walk into town, and then going on a laundry list of like 25 names, like there's this person, they're standing over here and they're also talking to this person. And this is what you can overhear this in their conversation. And also there are these vendors and there are two guards standing on the, on the ramparts and like, you know, and that's not what's happening per se, but that's what you're, that's what you're receiving all at the same time. Yeah. Whereas when you play a tabletop, you can like be like, all right, what's going on? And like your GM might list two or three interesting things that are going on and you can choose what to, what to find out more about like at a more reasonable pace, I guess. But right. But here you're just being presented with all of it. With all of it. And if we compare this to Disco Elysium, that's a more focused experience. There are only like four or five characters on the screen at max at any given time. Like you can remember each character as their own individual thing. Um, whereas in this game, it's like 
there there is like the group of civilians and there is the group of the magisters but each of those characters are their own individual yeah, yeah. people mm-hmm. which is cool and immersive but also overwhelming yeah because like you can talk to everything including the the sheep and although you <laughs> yeah. can't talk to the sheep we can interact with the sheep unless you're fain unless you're fain you know what i mean i was just saying that for joe like we can still click the talk to button mhm mhm and they go back yeah, <laughs> and it kicks you in the shin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you get kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, divinity. <laughs> My, I want to talk about one other big gripe that I have with games like this, which I think this game does is is kind of particularly bad about. Which is that it's a game that's predicated on the idea that you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. can, you know, you can choose to interact with the world however you so. So however you want. And to some extent, tabletops are like this too, where you can do whatever you want. You can start a tavern brawl if you want, but there will be consequences. You know, you might end up in jail because you've started a tavern brawl. But generally a DM or a, a GM, a person is interested in keeping the story going. Mm-hmm. Whereas this game already has a very clear idea of what story it wants to tell. And I think this is a super exemplified by the tutorial deck. Where I go into a room and I see on the ground, I see there's a guard sleeping in a chair and there's also a man in a jail cell. And the guard sleeping in the chair is like on the ground at his feet, there's a puddle of water and a puddle of oil. So I can set the oil on fire to kill him or I can set the water, like electrify it to kill him. But I'm not interested in killing a man who's sleeping. I kind of want to talk to him and see what's going on. And, you know, it feels like no matter what course of action you take, you end up killing the guard, you end up, or talking him into leaving, um, which I didn't want to do because I figured if I did that, he would go up deck and he'd still be on the ship. And would he warn other guards? Like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly like worried about the, the ways that the game is going to punish me if I do the thing it doesn't want me to do. Yeah. But I also feel like that might be a result of just inexperience with it. There's, there's so much to this game and I feel like, uh, if we could, if we had a better understanding of like what the game is capable of or willing to do, it would mm-hmm. it would be it would be totally different. You know what I mean? Because I agree but with you. I think it speaks to something in the game and the way it's designed that even at my four hour mark, I felt like if I was choosing the wrong thing, I was going to be punished. Um, yeah. And and like and rather than trying to choose the thing that I want to do and see what happens. I was choosing the thing that I thought would, like, not piss off the game, essentially. Yeah. Like, it feels like I'm playing with a very spiteful GM. I also got that feeling. Is yeah. that but that, but that's what I mean. Like, if we but, challenge that and realize the dimensions or whether... Because I found out... Because uh, I agree. I mean, I feel that way with any video game, really. I'm always afraid that if I do this option... It'll, it'll, it'll make the game angry at me. I, I totally understand that. I mean, whether you're playing Skyrim, whether you're playing, like, I don't want to take the option that I think the game is trying to gear me not to take. But mm-hmm. also, I definitely said no to, um, what the lone wolf when he asked me like four times, well, we should, we should be partners, blah, blah, blah. I just straight up said no. He's like, are you sure? Blah, blah. I was like, no. And then he got into a huge fight. Which I could watch him, but I couldn't engage in the fight. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, he would talk to me. He was like, I really could have used your help back there. And I'm like, still no. And I didn't yeah. get punished for it. So I feel like um, 
after playing it for a while and being able to understand what the game is, what what the game is willing to do to you, you know, because I feel like having options isn't enough to assume that they that there is a that there is an option that will punish you for it. I, I feel like if we if we understood where the game is, what the game is willing to do to you, then we'd have a better understanding of whether or not we can be punished for for the options that we want to choose. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of options yeah. where it's just like. Uh, fuck off or snap in anger. And I mean, like, yeah. there, it, but it's always there. You yeah. Know? There's so. all, there's a lot of options, like, out of your list of three that's like, I, I'm a big asshole. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I don't, I, this exactly. waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what's I, funny? I still don't think I'll ever choose those options. I can't. Yeah. Cause I don't, cause when you're playing it, you think of, well, how would people react to me? Acting but how like will that? the game punish you? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Right. But, I always feel, and I think this is part of what the game is trying to address also, is that no matter what I do, I feel like I'm being punished because I'm a sorcerer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right? the theme of Original the theme. Sin exactly. is kind of interesting, but like... Regardless of what I try to do, I'm still going to get punished. So that's I'm probably why you can have the snap reaction you know because it's just like i already know what this is going to be about fuck you you know that type of thing right because Mm -hmm. i did want to speak out when they were going in on that lady and saying that we're gonna have to kill Mm -hmm. you because you blah 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 blah. but i didn't because i thought i would die like why would they uh, to be honest why would they kill you off at the beginning for like that motion but it's like a fair thought like it's like a i mean you could get like a minus 15 to your i'm still not certain that this game won't like decide that I've done something to really piss off the high guard and they'll just kill me. Mm. Like, and, and, and I, I also know how to respect the limits of the world. Like, like when I was starting off the undead character, they said, people will be afraid of you. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to like, whenever I took off my mask for fun, I saved beforehand Mm -hmm. because like, I, if you tell me don't do this thing, like if you're upfront with me, like, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Mm. But it, when there's a room set up in a specific way, like, okay, you can kill his guard. It, he's bad. He's wearing red. So, go ahead. Like, I'm like, I'm more interested. I want to know what's going on, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I want the option to deliver a pizza to the guard. <laughs> Be the um, friend the guard? Can I seduce the guard? Excuse me, GM, can I seduce the guard? I have... Five dollars and a pizza <laughs> on me. Dollars. Maybe, maybe it's maybe punishment isn't the right word. Maybe it, it's like very the flavor that you can experience on the journey kind of depends on how you start it. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's it, it's it's railroaded. It is telling one story, mm-hmm. and you know you can. It's a choose your own adventure that always takes you to the same ending. Yeah. It just changes how you, what your perspective is. Yeah, and how um, and what the, how the world views you. Well, no, not even that, because the world views you like trash. And it's a game, and it has to it has to be that to some to some extent. Like you can't write every possible scenario, and you can't. Yeah, you have to keep the moving the the story moving forward somehow. But like again, the the, the problem for me is that the game is predicated on giving you choices and giving you options and. Um, they they feel very hollow to me. The game doesn't feel like it's actually giving you the freedom. The it it's giving you the illusion of freedom, but that that 
curtain is very thin. You don't you don't have to have the guy with you. You know, you don't have to have the lone wolf on, on your team. Okay, that's good. Um, but like, but you do have to ha- watch that lady die and like the, the other two people walk away. There's no, I, I'm certain that there's no way of turning that to save her life or of turning that into a combat or anything like that. Like that's, that's that, a scripted scene. It's a scripted scene. And granted I'm early in the game and maybe things open up as time goes on, but good God, I put four hours into it and that just feels like a lot of time. So, okay. I'm just going to ask, are you going to continue playing this game? Cause it sounds like we're wrapped up. <laughs> I am going to continue playing this game for two reasons. One, because I bought it. Um, okay. Actually, I'll add a third reason too because it is co-op, and I feel like that would be a lot of fun to try out. The third reason is because there's way too many options for there not to be an option that is super fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of them really has to be the way that people play it. You know, like I, I, I mm-hmm. still don't know. Story mode was it, there was a convoluted way to get to it, so that means people are playing something else. Like like people aren't playing that might not be the way to play. So I'm excited to see what what that looks like. And also I really want you guys, even if you guys aren't gonna play again, listen to their little like cinematic stories. It's it's very interesting. It makes you think like because this is what it it's what got me into it. The first time I played it, I didn't even play the game. I just listened to all their stories and then looked at Mm -hmm. all the other characters that I could create and then I turned it off. Because then I found yeah. out that there was like talents and skills and shit, and I was like, whoa, 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 and then I just was like, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, despite all of the gripes that I put forth, I do really want to spend more time on this game. I don't know if I can. I, I, I want to, and I'm going to try to. It's another endeavor. Um, another huge one. It's, it's, it's a lot of time, yeah, and I don't know that I don't. I don't know that I want to beat it or anything. I don't know. I don't know that I want to spend a lot more time on it, but I, I, I at least want to give it a few more hours because I did have a lot of fun with it. The battle system is fun. And beyond that, like the ways that you can interact with and use the system, it is a it is a sandbox game and you can mess with that in fun ways. I still think it's hilarious that I can take my mask off at any time and scare everyone in the room. That's just really funny to me. <laughs> And uh, like that, that brings me joy still, and I and I want to keep messing with that. I also do want to explore the, um, the the sandbox mode. Like the the, I, I am under the impression that you can create like rooms and dungeons and campaigns in this system, and potentially like run a tabletop game with this system, which, if true, is huge. <laughs> And I will fact check that before I decide whether or not to edit out this part of me saying that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to continue playing this game right now. Uh, I don't have the time. Uh, it's overwhelming for me right now. And also, I don't own the game I'm playing on Steam with Terrence's uh, friend share. Uh, but if it goes on sale, I might play uh, co-op with y'all. I think that I think I'm interested in doing that. That's mm-hmm. the tabletop party system right there, is if yeah. we all have different characters and we progress through the story. I'm, I want to do that. I don't want to play this game alone, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Very, very mixed feelings on this title. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean my criticisms stand firm, uh, but yeah, I same. also think it's worth um, more It's incredibly time well made it for is, me. It is uh, well made. Like, the art and the 
the immersion, yeah. the, the everything being voice acted. Like the story is also really interesting to me. I, I did yeah. like the story so far. It, it's yeah. it, it does a good job of of just making it <laughs> uh, oddly intense. Like put you in scenarios where you're just like, oh, damn it! Like the, why mm-hmm. is this happening to these people? Yeah, so. I like that. But also, there's a bunch of other moments where it's like, I don't care. I don't care about this, which I mm-hmm. noticed. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like that it has to come with it, right? There's got to be scenarios you care about and scenarios you don't care about. So Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the original sin. Is that's the original sin. <laughs> caring is the original sin. The second, the second <laughs> original sin. Having emotions is the first sin. <laughs> Thanks, Carly. Thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Gaming New Horizons. You can find us on Twitter at GNHcast. You can send an email to gnhpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a review on iTunes with a five-star rating. And I mean, you can use any rating you want, but I think you want to use that five-star rating. I'm pretty sure that's the one you want. You can also leave feed- feedback on Pinecast if you like, and we will read it on the show. Thank you all so much for uh for for joining us thank you lunar light studio for hosting us this has been gaming new horizons i rate our friendship five stars gaming it's for everyone lunar light studio pretty witty and gay Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the ropes and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com, or iTunes, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.